Cool. Yeah. Do we got everything we need? You guys think? I mean, if we have God, then we have everything we need. So. We have everything we need. Does <laughs> Kentucky have everything it needs weather-wise? Well, I would say... We need a little bit more rain. We need a little Lots bit of moisture. Right. <laughs> yes. I would say, yeah, a lot less heat, but, you yeah. know. What can you do? Are you ready for 90-degree pumpkin spice weather? <laughs> it's weird, too, because yeah. I feel like uh, only, like, a few days ago, we had, like, super cold mornings that were, like, 55 degrees. We had a couple yes. of those, yeah. And I was wearing these, like, you know, my little gym sh- work gym shorts, yeah. going into work super early and feeling really, really cold. And then at the end of the day, feeling like super hot, like I couldn't get cool enough. Yes. And it's Kentucky's manic. Uh, and then everybody nature. had to boil their water around here. So it was like 100 degrees <laughs> yes. and you had to boil your water. Yeah. I didn't find out about that until about 1130 that night. Yeah. So what? so you had Yay. some fun there being contaminated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unknowingly. Yeah. Is li- it, living is it, in the county, it lasted like two days after that. Yeah. After oh, that's wow. crazy. Yeah. Is it bad that we just kind of. Just just didn't care and just drank like milk and stuff and just went on. Yeah, uh, I only drink Coke Zero anyway. I don't know what's yeah. bothering you guys. What, the water? <laughs> what is what is a glass of water? <laughs> uh, I mean, I've had, uh, you know, Diet Coke before. <laughs> All right. So are we ready, ready to go? Yeah. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the House Plants Podcast. Podcast. We are here to talk about music media and the mission of jesus Woo! and many many more things and Lots we're also here to talk with a special guest named melissa cozart how Say are you melissa? melissa yeah i'm good thanks awesome. for having me <laughs> thank you for being here it's awesome now before we get any deeper into uh, the big discussion tonight we are going to do some worship just like always um, we're going to do... Uh, what is the name of this song? <laughs> I have titled it Akugak, but it is just Akugak. all creatures of our God and King abbreviated. <laughs> it's uh, a very easy to remember acronym there. Akugak. <laughs> well, what's weird is that like, remember when Jake used to have those like Hebrew words up on his like whiteboard? Yeah. And then I would like change them. It would be like Ayakak and I would change it to Kayak. <laughs> <like>, Kayaking. <laughs> be like, oh, that's a Hebrew word. That's cool. So it kind of <laughs> sort of sounds like an ancient like Arabic word or something. All right. So let's worship. of our God and King Lift up your voice and with us sing Hallelujah. 
It's always good to worship the Lord in the traditional manners of the olden days with a nice little fancy new chord thing to make it nice and easy for us to play. Yes. Yes. Hymns are fun, especially when they don't kill your wrist or your fingers. Yeah. Now, you may think that there were a lot more chords in that song than a traditional worship song. But in fact, the original chords for that song were one chord every quarter note. So in total, like. 32 per verse or something crazy like that. You get a lot of bang for your buck with old oh, hymns. Yeah. All if right. You're just going pound was, for pound on chords. Beautiful. That's all oh, thank, thank you, you Melissa. Oh, I really gosh. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> we try our best. I was just soaking it in. We, um, what's funny is that Zach and I have um, had this, we've always had this rapport with worship. And what's funny is we've both been worship leaders, but um, besides the fact of pursuing that as our goal, I would say that, uh, hands down, the best worship is always when me and Zach are like co-leading, or he's mm-hmm. leading and I'm back up, or vice versa. So I'll, I'll second that. It's, it's definitely really fun when we get to do it together. Yeah. Okay, so before we move on, we should pray. And since Melissa is our guest, Melissa, I hate to put you on the spot, but do you want to pray? Sure. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's our fun thing we always do with guests. All right. In season out of season, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yes. So, Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness, Lord. And we do say hallelujah and just praise you for your many blessings and for your love. I thank you for just this opportunity to come and share with my brothers here. And I thank you, God, for just the the things that they're doing in the ministry that they are going forward with and putting putting your name out um, to the nations. And so I thank you, Lord, for just continuing to bless them and bless the show. And, um, and I thank you that you will lead and guide us throughout this, um, this session tonight. And, um, again, thank you for, um, healing my daughter today. And so we thank you God for your faithfulness, Lord in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Melissa. That's a good prayer. Yeah. <laughs> See, what's awesome. funny is that I think we have a tendency when we pray to make it very general, but I always love specific prayers better. Yeah. It's like, like, uh, 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 who was the guy we had? Um, uh, Samuel, Samuel last he week. He would be like, uh, God, we just thank you so much for the <laughs> trees in the yard and for the, the nice windshield wipers that work on the car. You know, like, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm joking, obviously, but he, he would get like very specific and I'm like, yeah, thank you, God. Yeah. That, that guy <laughs> expresses gratitude to God for everything. <laughs> it's pretty awesome to see that at work. Very, very awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, Melissa, you are a counselor at 
Eastern Kentucky University, right? Yes, I am. Yes. Cool. So tell us a little bit about how you picked um, mental health and counseling as a career field. Well, I think when I was in undergrad, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do going in. I had like a couple of ideas. and Who does? Right. Right. And I really encourage students like going in undeclared is fine. You know, that gives you more freedom to explore. So I definitely did that for about a semester or so, um, taking different classes and then finally did um, take a psychology class. And and when I when I took it, it just drew me just interested in people. And I used to think, well, you know, I my friends always like talking to me about their stuff and what they're going through. So I'm a, I feel like I'm a good listener and I didn't know exactly what that might look like, but um, as far as the un- being still an undergrad, but um, going through the theories and all that, it just really drew me the interest of just how potentially how people work and how their brains yeah. work and stuff like that. And so it started out that that way and then went into my master's degree. And so then it got a little bit more specialized as far as being exposed to different things and knowing what populations are out there and which populations I don't want to work with or that I'm not gifted to, I'll say it that way. I'm not gifted to work with. And, um, and so, uh, did a practicum at the EKU counseling center. Um, and really, really, and, and I think part of it was too, I, I pretty much was raised on the campus. My dad was the first African, African American professor on campus. Well, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. And he, and my mom worked there too. So I was, I was grew up on the campus and, so really love the atmosphere. And then working in the counseling center there um, was just kind of eye-opening. And and I think, too, I, I knew I didn't really want to work like in an inpatient. By then I had figured out I didn't want to go into like inpatient type of things. To like that, a hospital sort of situation. Right, right. Yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't really drawn to that. So, so it kind of had the mixture of the two things I really liked, being in a co- college mm-hmm. atmosphere and doing counseling and um and and really, I think, too, when I first started, it was like, okay, we're dealing with homesickness. We're dealing with test anxiety. We're dealing with relationships. That's, you know, I can do that. You know, that's good. It has definitely changed now. Mm-hmm. There's it's far yeah. more pathology that's <laughs> I was going to say, if that was all there was, I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not, I mean, it would still be hard, but just yeah. not, yeah. Yes, there's more, <laughs> more, more and more things that are on the agenda now. And, um. And so I think, so then as my faith grew and changed and evolved, because I really wasn't like following the Lord as I should have been when I first got the job or when I first went into my master's degree and all of that. Yeah. And then as that grew, um, then I started seeing it as more of a way that God could use me, you know, to, to maybe not con- like outright minister to people, but at least, and I know we'll talk about that too. Like, what does that mm-hmm. look like? But, um, have, have a, have a, a voice in a person's life. Speaking to that, um, like, I guess I'll preface this by saying a little bit of my thing. I, I've talked about this on the podcast that, uh, uh, I had wanted to do music just for me before I was really like a reborn Christian in Kentucky. I was just super into playing piano and guitar, and I went to EKU to be a classical guitar major. Oh, wow, okay. No ministry, like, motivation. And so I was taken from that with this, this like, 
muscle problem that I had and I had to change majors and Hmm. I went through this whole thing of being like, well, that's dead to me and I can't like go back to it. And you, of course, you know, because I've done worship at mm-hmm. the, you know, FUMC and stuff. Um, God, like, kind of renewed that for me and said, no, 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 this gift was for for my glory. Mm. And so I wanted to ask you, do you feel like God maybe in the same way brought you into that field unbeknownst to you? And then, therefore, I'm not trying to lead the question. I'm just right. saying, do you feel like God has chose you to do that? I really feel like that, yes, it was um, started out as just something that I could do. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I did it pretty good as far as just a listener and, and kind of reading people or whatever. But um, then the more I got involved in my faith and that grew and then involved in ministry overall, then I was able to see how to use it even outside of my job. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's a I mean, and yeah. now with Melissa, I feel like I've met a few people that uh, have this like common thread where it's definitely a gift, like you're born and you kind of feel a, a, a pull towards it. Um, but it's very fun to discover that God is going to use that. And, I just and like it's that. cool to talk to people who are uh, doing what they feel like God has made them to do, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> I, I haven't been counseled by you or anything, but mm-hmm. every time we talked about counseling with like Jessica or any of that stuff, right. everybody was like, you need to talk to Melissa. She's the best. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like the first person that they say. Well, so, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I was, I was actually just talking to Harvey the other day because I said, you know, when I think about like what you have to do to prepare for sermons and do all of that, I said, that is just so overwhelming to me when I think mm. about that and having, but I said, it's, I said, and I'm not saying it's not overwhelming, overwhelming for you sometimes too, but it just seems like it's just as you're really gracious in just doing it. And he said, yeah, he said, that's just like, I don't know if I could like always sit across from somebody all oh, day, man. every day, yeah, the one hearing stuff <laughs> yeah. that you hear. And I was like, yeah, I said, there's definitely a grace, you know, for where God calls you to, to be. Yeah. I would be worried. Like <laughs> me personally, I would be worried about what I said, <laughs> like my impact, like somebody right. comes to you and they trust you with, with uh, not... I mean, and it's not like you have to just have the answer, but I understand. But mm-hmm. just just to be able to trust somebody to be like, what do you think of this like ter- like thing that's happening to me? Like, I would be very worried about what I would say because I might lead them just totally down the wrong thing because it's on the spot, you know, well, in right. some regards, as opposed to a sermon where you can prepare for that days <laughs> in advance. Exactly you know what you're going yeah. to say. If if yeah. for some reason uh, two people from your worship team don't show up. Then you just say, you know what? We're just going to go acoustic. We're going to, we have this contingency plan. But what if, so, I mean, I don't know anything about counseling, but what if somebody came in and was like, you know, uh, I slapped my wife and then I left the house. I haven't been back since. And then you're just like, well, (laughs) maybe you should. Uh, turn yeah. yourself into the police. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It, yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, yeah. thank you." you know, yeah, it's definitely a a gifting kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. and I think it's it's you it keeps you humble because definitely people are unpredictable, and so um, I also have learned that I am not, which I didn't always know this, and so that's why we get frustrated a lot of times that I'm not the fixer, you know, I'm not the one to fix. And Mm. so just kind of helping them figure out how to fix themselves. But, but also being humble enough to say, I don't always know the answers and, but I can help you, you know, find answers or either like consult with my, my peeps, you know, about (laughs) what we should do or what could be helpful. 
Yeah. I, yeah. That's one thing. My another thing. My like um, counseling center um, environment is because, like private practice, for example, I don't think I would feel like. Of course, if you are in private practice, you should at least have somebody that you consult with. But that is the blessing of having you know being in a counseling center is you can just go down the hall and you got a lot of peers that you yes. can rely on. Huh? Yes. Yeah, definitely. that is good. Definitely. Awesome. Cool. All right. And so, yeah, for our listeners, if you guys don't know or haven't figured this out already, um, Melissa is married to Harvey Cozart, who was on the podcast. I don't know how long ago now. Okay. A few so episodes he's, back. He's technically just a couple. If we yeah. do it just by numbers. Yeah. I think he was in between. Uh, it like, was it after Ken? It was like right after yes. Ken, but it before was Shannon Ken. and okay. Kevin. So it's like in the first ten episodes we had him I on. So. I think. Okay. Yeah. So it's a nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, see, I I'm cool with just having Melissa be Melissa and stuff. I didn't want to just be like, <laughs> oh, and Harvey's wife. What's your name again? <laughs> so, uh, but but no, so, we but you know we we all know uh, the Cozarts like just through going to church, and we used to all go to church together. Um, but know, it's really how these yeah. things go, it is. these it's things now we're, now we're, we're kind of back we're with you guys a little bit. Lifelong connected. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a larger community. That's right. Yeah. It's, the body of Christ. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. um, okay. So let's get into some, the meat of this thing. I sure. want to talk about hope city and we have that, but I, I think it'd be more fun to just do that as like an end thing to okay. kind of lead our listeners sure. to hope city, mm-hmm. uh, and potentially to what is it? Uh, Madison County. Yeah. Community. We'll plug, we'll plug them to check that out at the end of the episode. That'll be great. Um, so, so we'd love some, cause we have some good news about that, which we mm-hmm. can, we would love to talk about, but, yeah. um, I just want to, I want to like kind of lay this out for our listeners. Um, cause it's one of those things that has become <clears throat> more and more prevalent the longer this year goes on, like the more like mental illness and mental health is being moved to the forefront. And uh, we're definitely it, talking about it a lot these days. And there are. Yeah. yeah. And there has been a particular pastor. Um, and a, are you talking about Jared Wilson. We are talking about Jared Wilson. Yeah. And, and then mm-hmm. more and more recently. Uh, another one I wanted to bring up, uh, originally I was going to talk about a different guy, uh, Isaac Hunter, but, uh, uh, there's this guy from Zimbabwe named Barry, uh, Dembaza hmm. and he, uh, recently, um, uh, committed suicide, uh, and, um, yeah. and so it's, it's one of those things where I think that in the past, I think the outside world might look at Christians as if they have it all together. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially yeah. pastors, especially yes. pastors, right? Yes, yeah. Um, but uh, I don't want to specifically focus on Christians. I want to. I want to really focus on mental health as a whole, and that would take like a hundred episodes to do that. <laughs> so what I guess we're going to do is we're just going to go. We're going to lightly touch over this as, and 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 get as in depth as we can with Melissa, who of course is an expert. And so we're basically going to be the learners here in this situation. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'd love to hear from you, Melissa, and your thoughts. So we just had a few <clears> questions <throat> for you. Sure. Um, my first one that I wrote down, which I thought kind of like was a good springboard is how do you approach being a counselor, but with the tools of God, as opposed mm-hmm. to how, it, you know, and I don't know, you're not a non-Christian counselor, but I assume non-Christian counselors may use just professional tools I don't know if, uh, so what I'm asking is how does God play a role in what you're doing? You know, it's been interesting because, um, I was at EKU for 15 years and then, um, at their counseling center. And then I went to Asbury university's counseling center for eight years. 
And I feel like I learned a lot there on how to meld the two because I think, or at least get a more of a balanced idea of what that looks like. Um, And then to, then now I'm back at EKU. Um, It'll be like, I think almost five years now. And so, um, man, you're a veteran. (laughs) Yeah, I'm back. (laughs) So, you know, it, it's one of those things where I think all the tools that we learn in school and the different strategies and different things to work with people, they're all good things. They're all very practical things. I think that they can be helpful. I've seen them be helpful. Um, but I think that, you know, as a Christian, that I'm not necessarily going to bring that into the session unless the client is wanting to talk about that. Um, and sometimes that's that happened more often at Asbury than it has here at Eastern. And um, I understand that. Yeah. I actually went and yeah. saw a counselor, and, and I told them I was a Christian, and then she sort of took that on mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit more. Right. I noticed that she was able to open up and, like, meet me there about that. Right. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on the person that you're working with and what they're open to. Um, I think that when I am working with someone who is a Christian and they are open to talking about it, we can just have more talks about, like, you know, are there certain scripture that's helpful for them? Mm. You know, um, that, and I'm not saying that we do Bible study by any means, because <laughs> honestly, when I went to Asbury, that's kind of what I thought we were going to be doing. Um, when I went to Asbury University's Counseling Center, and then my boss at the time, she was like, ah, no, <laughs> that's with the pastoral counseling. That's what they do. Um, so, 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 you, so you get a guy that just kind of rushes in, closes the door, yeah. and he has a Bible, and he opens it up and he says, this scripture says this. What does that mean, Mrs. Cozart? Right. Yeah. Right. No. You're just being quizzed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's more of a kind of like having the this the strategical psychological pieces there, um, but yet knowing that my foundation and where I'm thinking from or getting my strength from or guidance from is from my faith and from the Lord. Yeah. Um, but I may or may not share that specifically with the client. Um. And even if they are Christian, I may not necessarily go into great detail. I may let them go into more detail about their faith and what that looks like. And like you said, kind of meet them where they are. Yeah. Um, and so obviously the, then outside the session, though, lots of prayer, like cover Absolutely. it, cover it always, mm-hmm. cover them, cover the situations in prayer every day um, and just ask him, ask the Lord to help me know how does he want me to be in this environment or with these these different clients that I'm seeing? Um, I do find my heart getting sad. A lot of times we have um, uh, like a intake, like paperwork that they fill out when people come in and we ask them different questions on there. And one of the things we ask them about is their, their faith. Like, are they Christian or or, or whatever they might be. I forgot the different ones that we have on there listed, but they can pick one and then they can say if it's neutral or if it's unimportant or if, you know, or if it's very important. And I'd say um, like half the time there's either like no importance in faith at all yeah, or, man. you know, neutral or doesn't matter. And so I just always, when I see that, I just kind of like, man, you know, what, 
what what could be going on in this person's life if yeah. they had if that was more important to them. And so I kind of um just in thinking about that, praying for them, you know, for that individual, um, or overall in general, the ones who don't have that connection. Yeah. Now that sure. doesn't mean that the ones who do, like you say, have it all together because they don't or we don't have it all yeah. together. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like there's this extra something that is uh, can provide strength. I'm really glad that prayer is a big component of it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it I'm, as you're talking about all this, I'm I'm just thinking like, if you go into a college setting, you just you never know how many people are praying for you. Right. You know, you could just be going to the counseling center uh, just because you're feeling down and you want to talk to somebody, and you might have no idea. You know, that your counselor has been, like, praying over you, like, broken for you. Mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. like, that just encourages me. I yeah. Think. It's I pretty know. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, I guess uh, what I want to ask, and this is a huge question, so <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna uh, put this all on your shoulders or anything to explain to us and the audience, but mm-hmm. what is your opinion, like, about what's going on currently with like mental health, uh, I guess just in America, let's, let's yeah. keep it condensed to that at least. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, why are we seeing more, uh, of this, uh, at least, at least a more public outcry, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like that's a thing now? Well, I think in a way it's, it's good because people don't feel like it's so taboo about it. Um, whereas Mm -hmm. they don't feel like they have to hide it or not say anything because they're going to be judged or whatever. So I think there is more of, um, an acceptance, you know, for, for folks who are, I think the other piece is like when you have stars and different people in the limelight Mm -hmm. who are coming out saying, I have, I'm struggling with these different things, then it does help people kind of normalizes it for folks. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm dealing with that same thing too. And so I think that, you know, that's a good thing that people are being more open to it and allowing people to have a voice um, to share their own stuff. Um, I think the the struggles that I see, though, anxiety is probably the number one thing. Um, Especially on college. I would understand that one for sure. Yeah. There's a lot to be anxious about, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that just society in general, um, with media and with social media and stuff that you can just see more of what's going on in the world. Um, So I know you mentioned a little bit like uh, the social media aspect kicking in um, there, but um, it's very easy for a layman like myself to see, uh, to feel like that the mental health across the nation seems to be more in a decline. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you feel like that that is an accurate statement or is that just more of just an exposure and uh, as you mentioned, the, the more exposure that we're getting or that playing more of a role into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I think it's a mixture because I think it's, it is um, a mixture of people being more open and being having more of a voice and feeling like they can have more of a voice. Uh, so people just know more that there, there's more people saying I'm, I have these issues. So there's mm-hmm. that. And then I think that, yeah, the social media and just the media in general, you just see you're able to see more of what's going on around the world. And um, not that you want to be ignorant of those things, but 
um, that those things can create. Like it used to be, we had three channels or four channels, and that was it. <laughs> and so, I mean, y'all yeah. are oh, yeah. y'all are younger than me, but you kind of re- remember. Maybe oh, yeah. a little kids, bit. and kids didn't really care about the news. At least I didn't. When right, I was exactly. 12, 13. Nope. Yeah, no, absolutely. No. Where would you have even seen the news? Right like, in the morning before school, basically. But now I'm. Young kids are probably seeing news. Yes. I mean, it plays at like McDonald's when you go, yeah. <laughs> or right. on or on like, Facebook if it's on in. their phone, whatever yeah, it just pops up. Yes. Yeah. So because of that, um, I think it does create a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Um, just seeing all the real reality of what's going on, you know, around us. And you had mentioned before that the enemy kind of uses yes, that as a fear tactic. Yeah. And um, we had talked about this earlier. And so I, I was just uh, my follow up to that, which is kind of what we're leading into maybe more of uh, the meat of my debate to- discussion topic, <laughs> I guess. This is one of the things we do on the podcast. We always um, we kind of sit on either side of this idea and we say, well, Christians sometimes say this and sometimes they say that. And so one of the things is spiritual warfare or mm-hmm. in this case, how is the enemy active in mental health or mental issues? And is is that something that you see as being like because the 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 um, duality, I guess, of thought on that would be that sometimes people just want to say mental health is mental. It is a physical or physiological thing. And then some people will say, well, you know, you have a spirit of depression on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that a lot. A lot. Right. And so right. where, where do you uh, feel like that kind of comes into play? You know, I think that and we, you know, Harvey and I have talked about this a lot with just different um, issues we've seen with folks. And so... I think that honestly, any, anything that is fit, like a physical problem that any, that whether it's mentally, physically, you know, biologically, mentally a problem, mm-hmm. chemical or, imbalance right, or right. something going on or, yeah. or like in somebody's body, there's like a problem in your body. Yeah. I think that that's just all based from the enemy and from sin in general. And I think that. Um, but whether or not a person is like oppressed with a spirit of depression, I mean, I think sometimes that can be the case, but I, I would not say that that's like an overall umbrella statement for every situation. Right. You know? Um, yeah, sure. I just, yeah, I don't like yeah. painting with a broad brush, right? And, but I think that a, a lot of communities do. Oh, sure. They'll Definitely. either say everything that's ever happened is a spirit or, or let's compartmentalize this. This is not always the spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I asked because in our podcast, we usually do that. We say yeah. like, why is, why is it one or the other? Right. right. Yeah. And what you're saying is that it's both. I think it can be both. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. I would agree with that. Especially if you look at uh, cases in the Bible where mm. people were either yes. demon possessed or dealing with something spiritually that was oppressive to them. Right. And Jesus was able to take care of it. Right. Because, Jesus has power over it. Mm -hmm. And so you can go back and you can look at those people in the Bible and you can say, um, maybe that person had some kind of chemical imbalance or something, but to that person, what's it matter? Like, yeah, the the important thing is Mm -hmm. they, they were having that issue and Jesus was the only one who could solve it because he's the only one who can solve it either way. (laughs) I also, I also feel like uh, regardless if he's healing the blind from a physical blindness or if it is a spirit he is uh, casting out, uh-huh. it's the same power that Jesus wields, the same right. power that God yeah. has. Uh, and, you know, 
And to your point, Melissa, and you were saying that the, even the physical problems are an aspect of sin, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, like, we, we live in this fallen world yeah. that's not perfect. And right. so that does cause physical problems. And sometimes it's chemical imbalances that we have and things. And that's yeah. just yeah, part Jesus- of the nature we have. He he's yeah. the one that makes if, if people are on medicine or whatever. I used to I mean I had to kind of think through that especially with the mm-hmm. kids like you know am I going to go to the doctor am I going to put them on medicine for what antibiotic or whatever they might yeah. have needed and just you know there was a minister that helped me um find some balance with that and you know there may be some times when the Lord may say don't have the surgery. I'm going to heal you or, you know, something yeah. like that. But, um, but then there are times when he says, use wisdom and he puts people on earth that have that wisdom to help you through, yeah. whether it be a counselor or a doctor or, or whatever. And so with the medicine piece, um, he's the one that allows that to work regardless. And if somebody is on medicine for whatever reason, and one minister, um, that I was at a, a service one time, he said, you know, his prayer would always be, you know, let the natural power of this medicine meet with the supernatural power of the Lord Jesus mm, and ooh. cause a healing explosion, you know, in my, in this, in the body, whatever, whoever he was praying for. I like that. That's prayer. so yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I use it all the time. That's very, <laughs> well, and that's very incarnational. Cause if you think about it, Jesus was fully human and fully God, mm-hmm. right? So he himself had yeah. like just natural, like human power in, yeah. in addition to his God power. Well, yeah. like, I you mean, e- uh, even, yeah. even Jesus got really, really hungry when he was out fasting and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, he, he, and he knew about physical pain, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I don't right. want to go into detail, but yeah. He, um, so, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, he both, he both knew and experienced physical suffering and he also, uh, cast out, yeah. spiritual suffering. Right. And, and so right. I, I really do think it's a both in. I wanted to speak though to something else. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I, I'm the one asking all, I'm just very interested in this, topic. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you where, where we were with that um, spiritual kind of versus uh, kind of like uh, keeping those things separate. Uh, there is this thing that you brought up about, uh, and I, I, I don't want to broad brush certain belief systems, but Maybe like uh, Christian scientists or uh, uh, oh, yeah. um, I guess scientologists. They don't, they as don't well. go to the doctor, right? The Christian scientists, and they would say, yeah. you know, it's all about God healing, and and I feel like uh, you know we just need to pray the right way. And and one great thing that Jake Lee once said to me, a pastor friend of ours. Um, I don't know if you guys ever met Jake and Julie, but uh, he, I called him about my wife Jessica. Mm-hmm. She, the, Jessica's not a uh, a person that I'd like to put on blast on this show <laughs> often, but in this case, I think it applies very well. And that is that I called and I said, um, Jessica is dealing with some stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't know if uh, she says that she doesn't really want to go in and talk to anybody. She just wants to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And then Jake said, the best way that you can be a white knight for your wife is to find somebody who knows how to help her. And that can be your way of mm, helping her. That's good. And I said, uh, you know, cause I, I was like, I want to, I want to be the one to like fix this thing. And he's like, trust me when I tell you that you finding a person that can help her is the way to help her. Mm, and, mm-hmm. and I remember taking that, like this was, early, was like our first year of marriage, ah, you know, gotcha. and I'm still figuring mm-hmm. all this stuff out. And I remember being like, yeah, it is. And so just like you said, finding, finding, finding that mental illness is, 
not something to be underestimated, um, especially when it comes to things like anxiety, depression, things that can lead to uh, temporary solution, uh, permanent solutions to temporary problems. Right, right. And so I just think that your point is very valid that sometimes you need to say, I need to find somebody to help me, like mm-hmm. relinquish Definitely. control. And don't just assume that if you pray, like, but again, I, I think there's a good majority of the community that thinks that way, which is why we're yeah. kind of on either side of that. Right. I don't right. know, Zach, what do you think about? Yeah. Well, I kind of want to know how prayer um, can be involved mm-hmm. if there is a spiritual component and a physical component yeah. to mental health. Where does prayer come into the picture? Oh, yeah. I think you can't leave it out. You don't, you shouldn't leave it out. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think that prayer can definitely, um, you know, help a person figure out, okay, how, what is the best way for me to get help? And, and that the Lord may speak to that person and say, you know, if it's a physical thing, well, you don't need to get surgery. I'm going to heal you. Yeah. You know, this is going to be a testimony of my greatness or something like that. Um, or he may, you know, lead someone to a particular doctor or, um, or a counselor. Um, I do think that, you know, when I hear students, especially if they're struggling with something and they say that when they, they don't feel validated coming from a Christian home, you know, don't always feel validated if, if the only thing they hear from their parents is, well, you're not praying enough. You're just not praying enough. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just can be disheartening, obviously. Um, And it doesn't mean that we're just pushing prayer to the side and saying, well, that's not, you know, that's not good enough either. But we, you want to do both, you know, where you, where it may be where this person needs to talk through some of these things with, with an objective person and, they don't need to talk about it with their parents because they may be part of the problem. <laughs> and so, right. Yeah. But yeah, know, that yeah. can happen. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, and I mean, not that I'm an expert, but I think I've seen enough people say that, uh, when someone is so close to the, to the situation, right. You almost feel like you're talking to somebody who's also dealing with it. Uh, that's, yeah. that was something that I told my wife. She was like, why don't you ever tell me when you're like really depressed? I'm like, cause you're just as you're stressed out too. Mm-hmm. It's almost like mm-hmm. I'm laying more stress on a yeah. person who's already yeah. stressed. I'd rather call Zach. Like Zach mm-hmm. has been a counselor to me for a while, Bob as well. Um, Ken Southgate. Yes. Is more a, objective in certain situations. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just, you're not involved in it, but you can give me like objective advice. And, and, and so right. I think a counselor even more so yes. because yeah. they not only have that situation, but they also yeah. have the tools to like build you, you know, yeah. A good plan. Yeah, and I think attack. it's it is important to realize that like there may be aspects that are both the spiritual side and the physical side. So like I hate to see when when people are like, you just need to pray, you just need to pray, you just need to pray. And sometimes prayer is the thing that will help, but also you need medicine. <laughs> and and so like I I just don't know what to say to that when 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 you pray, when you pray, and um, and there is still a persistent physical ailment, mm-hmm. especially if it's a mental health thing that mm-hmm. has to do with like it's mm-hmm. just your brain is doing that. Like I don't know, what do you yeah. say in those situations? Yeah, I think that again, this um, pastor we had before um, 
we kind of went on our own. We, um, he said, like he was another one that helped me with that balance of, you know, prayer and medicine and things. Cause he said, well, you know, if you think about it, if you're praying for a headache to go away, he said, you're going to be much, it's going to be much easier for you to receive and listen if your head doesn't hurt, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. you take a, a yeah. little Tylenol <laughs> or ibuprofen or something. And then not that he's saying that's the ultimate answer all the time, but that it's okay. If it's easier, if it's helpful for you to be able to hear God better, if your head's not pounding and then still believe that he's the one again, that's allowing the medicine to work, doing the ultimate yeah. work. Um, it's the same, I think with mental health where, you know, I tell people all the time that sometimes when I'm trying to give you strategies or different things to do or different ways to see things, if your if your brain is a little a little off, then sometimes these some of these medications can help lift the fog, so to speak, or kind of um, sure. make yeah. better pathways, you know, more positive pathways to allow you to be more receptive to things. Yeah. No, I was just I, I was going to say. Um, I really enjoy that prayer. I just keep coming back to that. Like let the medicine of the physical medicine fight against whatever it needs to fight against. I just think that's, yeah, I never thought of it in that way. The natural power of of medicine, medicine meet with the supernatural power of the Lord (laughs) and explode together. They're working together. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) And I have a super huge migraine problem and I feel like I can never really think straight whenever that's going on. Jessica, uh, is very good about like, she knows what kind mm. of food to make me. And she's like, go and get, you know, get a good night's sleep, that kind of thing. But I, I totally relate to that scenario. You, you define where mm-hmm. it's like, you have this other distraction. Yeah. You can't even like, you can't even get to the main issue. Cause you have another right. thing in the way. Right. Yeah. Um, Zach, do you, um, do you want to talk about Jared Wilson a little bit? How much do you know about all that? Yeah. Um, all I know is that he was a pastor. And, Associate pastor, but yeah. And also, and also he was a huge advocate of mental health. I think yeah. that's part of the reason why um, his suicide was really shocking to yes. people. So sad. And man, I just, um, I forget. Um, what was it? I think it was his wife. I think I read some tweets and things from his wife yes. the other day. And she's just like. You know, she's heartbroken, but mm-hmm. the whole community is just surrounding her because it's just such a such a shocking thing. Yeah. You, I can't even imagine. You we're, know? We're, and we're not typically a hot take podcast where we, yeah. we where we just uh, say, oh, this new thing. We've done it once or twice, but more for the discussion sake. And I guess I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. as somebody who obviously deals with mental health on a daily basis for their career and. Um, how do, how does somebody like, how does somebody like that successful who's advocating, uh, for addressing mental health? How does somebody like that end up in a situation like he did? Yeah. You know, obviously we have no, have, don't know the, the real story necessarily cause we're not, weren't in his head, you know, to know exactly. Yeah. But I do, I think it is so ironic how much of an advocate he was, but yet but but and he he yeah. admitted though that how much he struggled now his his wife did um i don't know if it was on his instagram maybe put a thing um where she said like she kind of made it seem like okay now you're at peace like you've been wanting to be with jesus for so long hmm. because you've been struggling for so long and now you're with him you know you finally got what you wanted and even though i miss you so much and love you I under, I I get it. Like I I get 
why you felt like you needed to do that. It was a very interesting uh, perception or just take on sure. that whole yeah. situation and how painful it can be. But, um, yeah, I think that sometimes when there is like a physical component, like you said, the whole thing about thinking straight, I mean, I think definitely the enemy yeah. can use those kind of things to ma- – it's like you're looking through skewed glasses, of Lots what of reality, yes, yeah. mm-hmm. of what reality is. And if you still have those voices, you know, telling you to do things to yourself, um, sometimes those voices get a lot louder than mm. what the reality and what the truth is. There's there's fact and then there's truth. Yeah. You know, mm. truth of the word and fact of what you see going on, but then truth of what the word says. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to to hear or see the truth because you're so... Focus. The facts seem so much louder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, from what she was saying, it seemed like these things and these voices and these feelings that he had were definitely there for a while. And, and it was kind of like the way she put it was like, it was a decision he made to be with the Lord. Um, and I won't even, Get That's into tough. the hole. That's yeah. a tough thing. I right? I, I, yeah. I can see your wincy face there about <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. I feel very wincy about that too. But yeah, uh, right. I, I, I don't want to. Right. We can't. We're not going to judge. No, we can't say right. how God works. That's exactly within right. The last second. That's exactly right. Of someone's life. That's exactly right. And yeah. so yeah. you know, if the Bible speaks to anything, it's that. Yes, then that's what we, I hold we on do, to. We do have a hope. Yes. You know, we yes. have a hope in Jesus Christ. That's right. Yeah. So, so what about the um, uh, the age old question? At what uh, at what point mm-hmm. do you do you as a person say I think it's time I need to go talk to somebody? Yeah, I encourage students all like you know we we encourage them all the time, and I'll just say because that's who I work with most of the time, and it, but it can flow out over into whoever that you know we encourage them that you don't have to be in crisis before coming to counseling. Don't, in fact, don't wait till you get in crisis before coming to counseling. If there's, if there are things going on that are awry in your life and, and before it's like a preventative, it can be a preventative type of thing, almost like, again, a physical thing where you take certain vitamins or certain things to prevent migraines or prevent whatever. (laughs) Um, and so counseling can be that too, where we want people to come before things get just off the chain, you know, we want them. And so as far as knowing when that is, I mean, I think that's different for everyone, but we just, we always do like to say that for, for people, you don't have to wait till everything's on fire before you come in (laughs) because then it's just harder to put the, you know, the flames out. Um, physically, if you were, if you waited until your entire body was on fire, (laughs) then getting to the hospital is going to be a lot tougher. I feel like. Definitely. No, that's a good image. I just want to see where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I think if I, I could probably handle this. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a beam or I don't know if you call it a meme or I don't know what you call it. A meme. Yeah, no, go ahead. But it's a picture of this, of a, of a, like a cartoon character in the midst of flames. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a, the character saying something like, yeah, I got this or yeah, this is fine. Yeah, this is fine. This is, this is fine. fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was favorite. I love Classic. that one. I love that one so much. Yeah. I, I mean, exactly what you're talking about. That is, yeah. that is, I think a very good image of what I, I perceive. And I'm, again, I'm not an expert, but I perceive mental health in that way. It's, it's, 
to me, like I said, I, I try and self-analyze a lot to kind of catch myself. Uh, and, and Jessica, my wife as well, we're really, uh, communication's good for that as well. Because if I snap or, you know, if I mm-hmm. say something a little snarky, Jessica will say, recognize this. Yeah. And I say, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. You know, if she's like grouchy, you know, or something. Uh, it's, it's one of those things like, um, the, those steps that are not addressed yeah. turn, mm-hmm. turn deeper and deeper for me. Yeah. And so it's always good to like catch it and yeah. say, you know what? I think we need to go and like walk in the park or something. I think yeah. we need mm-hmm. to, you know, or, you know, and, the, and in the case when things are really, really rough, I, I usually try and seek out somebody, yeah. but, uh, I just think it's, it's a, it's, you shouldn't underestimate the signs i guess is right and i think about with the this is fine thing i think about social media Mm -hmm. and everything and and what we want to display to people right Mm -hmm. uh people who are looking at us we want them to see a picture of somebody who's fine right who's who's doing good i think that was a comment about uh jared wilson and his family they had a lot of like instagram and like twitter pictures where they were like smiling and Mm. uh they looked very presentable and nice and everything and that was that was something that somebody had brought up later. It was like, wow, that he looked like he was always yeah. so shiny and happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what a lot of us do, right? Yes. I mean, who puts who puts our like ugliest face on yeah. for social media? Classic social media. And just don't do it. Yeah. And social media too, uh, you know, uh, it's one of those things where you begin to fall into a routine of presenting a certain version yeah. of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd like to think that me and Zach are pretty real on this podcast. <laughs> uh, this is pretty much how we are in real life when we talk. But I would say even to the extent of this podcast, there's probably, we wouldn't want to be like, man, like flipping depressed right now. <laughs> just talk for 50 minutes, like work stinks and this stinks and stuff, you know? So I think that's another thing. It's like another layer, if, especially if you're in like a position of leadership, you want to, just yeah. look like a shiny. Yeah. And a lot of times people put that on you. If you're in a pastoral mm-hmm. situation, Absolutely. you're put on a pedestal and it's almost like, it's almost like they feel like you owe it to them to be yeah. all right because you yeah. got to be the person who's better. Yeah. Who, why would I want somebody giving me life advice right. if their life looks like it's falling apart? <laughs> right. right. And I'm right. sure it only gets worse if you're in a big church with, Lots of money involved and oh, lots goodness, of yeah. out there social media presence. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of people looking at you. And do you feel that way as well, Melissa, as, in, in your roles? I mean, it, you got two major different roles, one of which is mental health, another of which is, um, I guess, the stereotypical pastor's wife mm-hmm. and the role. She is not the stereotypical pastor's wife. I appreciate that. Absolutely true. I get your but, point. The way he's <laughs> asking it. Yeah. No, you didn't mean anything. But, yeah, but, right. okay. Yes, but I mean, do you feel those same type of pressures mm-hmm. on you as well with the image and trying to put put on a face? You know, I think sometimes I kind of forget because I, I feel like I try to be real. I mean, not that there aren't days when I'm, you know, because I think when I'm having a mood or something, I may not want to interact or whatever. Sure. But um, kind of put that face on, like if I have to go do a presentation or whatever it is or be, you know present at a Bible study or something like that. But I think that I have enough people in my life where I can be real. And, um, and so I don't, (laughs) I might sometimes even forget like, Oh, maybe was that appropriate to (laughs) be like that or say that or, you know, um, 
But yeah, because I do appreciate, yeah, because I don't really want to be the, this, and I know you weren't sure. saying that I was <laughs> the stereotype because even yeah. my, I was talking to somebody before we, at the soccer game before coming and I told them where I was coming and they were asking about the church thing and they were like, oh yeah, you're first lady, you got to get some more hats. I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not me. I'm not getting any, I don't do the hats. I don't do that. So, oh, but yeah, I think I don't really, I mean, I think, I guess I try to, you know, think about how I'm going to say things, even for this, even thinking like, wow, there's a lot of people that may be listening. So you think <laughs> all about seven of what, them, <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm teasing think about what I'm to, kidding. what to we say love each and every one of you. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I think that that is something mm-hmm. that as things get, it's a situation would get bigger, like having that more thought in that. And it's and pressure. See how it be pressuring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. I, I obviously felt a lot of pressure being a worship leader. I felt like God was was really um, testing me in a lot of those situations where I felt like responsible. Do you feel that people were testing you too? Oh, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's another discussion. <laughs> but um, but no, I just uh, it's it's. I just think just like that Jared guy. There's uh, you mm. know, and and there's um there's another guy too. We, we probably don't have time to get into him, but there was a a. a, a Bishop, uh, named Barry uh, Dembaza. He was from. I I uh, can't remember. Didn't you say Zimbabwe? He's from earlier. Zimbabwe. Thank you, yeah. Zach, for remembering that. And um, I actually hadn't heard of it. And I was going to ask you, either. but but um, uh, it's really not like something we could probably get into. It might be a good subject for uh, another mental health one down the road. But uh, he had generations of mental health issues. Yeah. In his family. Yes, he huh. did, and okay. so that was one of those things like. Um, when is a good time to to talk to someone? I think if you have a history of mental illness in your family, even if yeah. you're doing good, it's good to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sure. and, and that in. was and that was something that both me and a few other people that I've talked to have said. Like you know, like my dad had some issues. You know, when I started to feel like maybe yeah. I was starting to. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's a yeah. That's another situation where uh, and a and a deacon or I'm sorry, a bishop. Excuse me, a bishop is like. Yeah, you know, like way up. up there. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. But I, I wanted to share a scripture to kind of wrap mm-hmm. things up and then uh, we can kind of like, we can get to our little thing. But sure. I, I thought um, I thought this was pretty uh, pertinent to what we were discussing and it kind of encapsulates both spiritual and then, you know, kind of the trust in the Lord. And uh, so it's Psalm 34, 17 and 18. And it says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Now, if you were to interpret that in a certain way, you might be able to say, well, you know, of course you just pray. Lord heals you. But when I read this line, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Mm. What does that look like? What does deliverance look like? Mm. And so yeah, I that's think a good question. I yeah. think that yeah. I think that one of the tools that God has used most in my life specifically is putting people in my life that are people of God who have the tools to help or the tools yeah. to advise or the tools to recommend that I go to a certain person. Hmm. And so I think that God can deliver us in that way as well as yeah. through the spirit. 
And that was just something and I wanted it, to share. Yeah, and that makes it a community thing as well, mm-hmm. doesn't it? The body of Christ. Are we going right. to tie this into the series? <laughs> no, we just got done with a series all about that. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, no, this has been really good, though. It's been like a yeah. great, like focused uh, right. podcast episode yeah. specifically about that. All right. It's been fun. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Melissa, should we're so happy that you're yeah. here. All right. What, what is that, Zach? Should we, should we ask the... Uh, the traditional question, please. Are we still question. doing that, and then we have to talk yeah. about Hope City too. So, oh, okay, let's yeah. do that after the traditional one. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> I'm bracing myself. Yeah, Th- this <laughs> one's a big one. We ask every. This is a big one, but we ask it to everybody, so you're in you're in good company. <laughs> okay, so um, we like to ask our ask our guests to take a look at the church, um, as in all Christians, or you could say the church in America, church mm-hmm. in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything that you think that we should change about what we're doing? Or, you know, is it something that we are, that we've got wrong or maybe something that we should add that we are not doing enough of or continue to do or continue to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, because, and I, I hope this is not the easy way out because of what, why, what we're talking about today, but I do think that, you know, churches need to be, more open and real w- about mental health issues um, and not just brush them off um, yeah. thinking that this person again is not praying enough or not spiritual enough um, and to show love to those people mm-hmm. and, and to validate what's what people are experiencing. Um, and even if it's something that is happening that, you know, they don't, maybe they're doing some things that is not in line with the word or whatever, but it's because of whatever they might be struggling with. Then like, you know, instead of like cutting them off, you know, showing love and not necessarily saying, okay, I'm agreeing with what you're doing, but I do love you and let's see how we can work through this. So, yeah. Yeah. Meeting people where they are is definitely a big deal. Because it mm-hmm. seems like I think a lot of people come mm-hmm. in, they have an issue, and they think like nobody will understand my stuff. Yeah, and yeah, there are so many times where, as the church, we make people feel like they've got to get it right in order to like fit in come and start the door. coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, awesome. Jesus said it's broken. Bring that's solid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's no. Good and Melissa, it, like don't that. don't feel like you have to. You know, we we asked you on because we know you are very passionate about you know what you do and and so it's good to get that perspective uh-huh for sure yeah. like almost every single guest we've had on we talk about something that pertains to the guest and then we ask the question and they kind of wrap that up very nicely yeah uh, so it's gotcha. it's kind of a cool little it thing works that out we do. yeah yep. okay cool. <laughs> so there you go point across so uh do you want to share some news with us about the state of hope city <laughs> well it has been an exciting ride um when we started the church, I guess it initially or officially has been um, having services for over a year now as of January 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have been trying to grow the church and everything. Um, and it's been kind of a slow process, but we just continue to remain faithful and different folks coming coming in and out. Uh, and I will admit some of it was frustrating, just like, okay, Lord, are we doing everything we need to be doing? And, you know, so church plantings like that. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You just question like, is this too, are we, you know, not, um, being 
faithful enough? Are we being too slowful? Are we moving too quickly? You know, whatever, all those questions. And so recently um, we found out that another church in town, um, Madison Community Church, had lost their pastor about six, and I say lost as in he left the church. He's not, he's still living. Um, but he left the church about six months ago or so. I don't have the time down exactly. But um, when we found out about that, they had been asking different people to come in and take um, his place on different, on Sundays. And so they'd asked Harvey to come in and speak a couple of times over the summer. And we know all, most of them, we know, you know, the leadership there mm-hmm. and, are good friends with them and the pastor as well. And so um, it was kind of an interesting dynamic that was going on because we really love the people there, but it was also kind of this painful thing that was had to happen too. So when he went to pr- uh, preach there those couple of times, there was a lot of really positive feedback. And then the leadership called us in and asked if we would, if he would consider being interim pastor for like a six week period and then possibly merging churches together. Um, because one of the things with Hope City is that we didn't really have a permanent building that we were meeting uh-huh. in. Now we were meet we had different places we would meet where we were blessed by different folks like Wesley Foundation and Madison Middle. We were meeting in those two places mainly. Um, but we knew those weren't going to be necessarily permanent places. And so, um, so yeah, they asked that they were like, we need a pastor. You need a building. It was not that simple, but that, <laughs> that was kind of how it started. And then um, we just finished the end of our six-week get-to-know-you phase as of this past Sunday, on as of yesterday, um, and announced that we are officially going to be merging together, um, Madison Community and Hope City. We don't have a name yet. We're not sure how that's going to work, but yeah. <laughs> so the Lord awesome. is – and awesome. these are yeah. two very different churches. I mean – um, it would only be the Lord really that would do something like this because yeah. we have a very, you know, majority white church and then our church is more kind of multicultural ish. But that mixed. would be a thing though, right? Cause, uh, Harvey's always said, uh, multicultural. That's and what so he wants. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I understand right. that that is it's what Harvey has been praying for, for a long time right. now. And Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's just the first church to merge. Maybe there'll be like a Hispanic <laughs> church. And maybe. Then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll just start like flocking in there. <laughs> yeah. So we're really excited and know that, you know, it's a slow process, one step at a time. And um, just knowing God, he's in it. So following him. Yeah. Be good. Boom. Yeah. That's Melissa, awesome. thanks that's, so that's much thank for you very much. joining I us I appreciate tonight. you all asking awesome. me. Very flattered yeah. <laughs> to be a part of it. I mean, it couldn't have gone any better because it was such a great discussion. So, I mean, yeah. it was perfect. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank you all very much. <laughs> cool. So thanks again for listening. Thank you for checking us out. Check out Hope City if you're in Richmond or uh, I guess um, we don't have a name. Right. It, or, we, so, are or, me- we are meeting at Madison Community Church's building, <laughs> which is on... Uh, oh, so, 52? It, well, it's on Charlie Norris Road, uh-huh. and I'm blanking on the name on the number six something sixty five. Ah, that's so Check sad. Check it out though; you can we'll Google yes. it. We'll yes. put, yeah, we'll put some links it's on our Facebook page. Yeah, we'll okay. put some links for you guys to check out. And since our community of listeners is primarily in this area, so that would be cool for them to maybe come check. You A lot guys of them out. are. Some of them aren't, though. I would say that uh, yes, that's true. So we if have, you're like, not Canadian and Australian you know. listeners and stuff too, but <laughs> thank yeah. you for listening anyway. Um, but <laughs> I would say, like uh, it, me personally, I, I just so enjoy Harvey's. Uh, 
preaching and his messages. Yeah. They're always very uplifting. Yeah. And, and they are on Facebook every, or yeah, our Facebook page every week. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll just put both Facebook pages mm-hmm. in the show notes. Yep. How about that? That works. There Sounds you go. good. Awesome. Thank you so much again for listening. Very cool. Yeah. Leave us a like or a rating. Anything you can do Check like us that out to on. give us feedback. That helps. Yeah. Yep. Podbean, Spotify, YouTube. All those places. Obviously, Patreon. you found the podcast somehow. But if you want a next step, <laughs> check out um, Patreon. Patreon or tell people about us. Those are two ways that really help us out. Thank you so much again. Thanks again. God Peace, bless. guys. God bless. God bless.